behind the glass. This show is dedicated to helping you make the best beer possible. So strap in and hold on to your mash tons. We're Homebrew Bad. Welcome to Homebrew Bound. I'm Casey. And I'm Miles. This is our second show of the day. God damn, this is a terrible idea. According to our mothers. (laughs) (laughs) Well played. Uh, Yeah, so uh, we're recording two episodes back-to-back, mostly because uh, this past week, the new certification guidelines uh, from the BJCP released, and we wanted to get on that as soon as we could. Yes. Just kind of talk about the new stuff that they're doing, and Eric is in town, and anytime Eric is in town, we have to drink some more Toppling Goliath. Yeah, that brewery I like to boycott, (laughs) talk shit about, but still buy it. It is a problem. Smart. Stick it to your gun. You are the worst at boycotting I have ever met. Oh, yeah. Boycotted divine. Sorry, John. You're being an asshole. For about a week. For like a week. And then uh, boycotted toppling Goliath for like, I think a record like. Two weeks? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I did say they would never make it onto my YouTube channel again, though, and, and they have not. They haven't? I thought you just... I filmed and tried to film <laughs> many of their beers yesterday, and I deleted every single one because I was hammed. <laughs> oh, what's your YouTube channel again, just so uh, uh, it's, I think know. it's under Blackboard Beer Reviews. It's a okay. really lame name. But um, I don't know, you guys have some really good stuff, and yeah, we, I think we actually recorded a video for you guys' channel. Did. So yeah, you did, I, yes. Yeah. Uh, Blender Studios did uh, at uh, Central, Central Waters. Which still need to get back that, down there. That video turned out pretty good, actually. I'm oh, yeah. very impressed. I, I could hire for, your for how, services. For how drunk we were. <laughs> Central Waters and really drunk? No. No, no. Barrel-aged Not barley wine, 16 freaking ounces of it. All right. Nah. So I think, I think the way that we're going to do this episode, because Miles isn't planning this one, I am. Uh, yeah. <laughs> right? That, we're nice going to change, change this up a little bit. Uh, is We're going to do the tasting in conjunction with talking about these guidelines, because there's a lot to talk about, and I feel like it'll be really dry if we just read through the guidelines. So I oh, figure yeah. as we're tasting, we can kind of read through it and talk about it as we go along. Um, so kind of probably integrate trends in modern day American well, craft beer versus what BJCP says. Well, too. and BJ- so many breweries just brew whatever the hell they want. Well, and that's that's uh, that's part of uh, BJCP actually addressed that this year in their beer they, styles. They did, yeah. I see that. Um, <laughs> Yeah, they're they're talking. As ta- you now finally read it. Yeah, no, they're they're talking about how like these are not the ten commandments of beer. These are just a way to give give you a general guideline to classify and classify for judging essentially. Yeah, for competition. What the so. hell is an Australian sparkling ale under the pale Commonwealth beer? Just Sanders have not. Is that it? <laughs> I, have no I have not ticked one of those. I don't think I have either. I have not. Let's make that a. That, bucket that list goal. That should, yeah, no, uh, they they add they they redid their the entire styles. They reclassified a bunch of beers. The most exciting thing to me is the new specialty IPA category. Of course it is. How many new categories? There's Casey? like seven. Oh god, yeah. There's like six. seven. Is there six? six? There's six specialty six IPAs. Specialty, I mean, yeah. white IPA, rye IPA, red IPA, brown IPA, which Stone made last year and sucked. Brown, uh, black IPA, which I hate, and Belgian IPAs, which Casey loves. I thought Dog Fishhead did the brown IPA. Oh, yeah, no, they I do. I thought Janice Brown was like, the, black the OG brown IPA. 
I don't know if I've had that one. Uh, it's I'd like a black Brewing network. Ale. We're gonna do a little bit of cross network promotion here. Uh, the Brewing Network. Uh, one of their co-hosts there, uh, Mike McDole, he won the long shot competition with Sam Adams one year with his Janice Brown recipe. Oh, nice. What was it called? Janet's Brown. Janet's Brown. Janet's Brown. Something else. And yeah. So that was a brown IPA, well, or American brown ale, kind of in between there. Just a really hoppy, hoppy American brown, brown ale. Yeah. yeah. I, they're interesting. Uh, I like the only, the only, There's only one thing missing India from this list, ale. guys. The so. Session IPA. Yeah, I was wondering where that is. I'm really sad that that's you know, not A lot of people fucking hate Session IPAs. I don't know why. I think it's a great idea because you can have like six over the course of... <laughs> Two hours and not yeah. be drunk. Well, and and founders not, founders has the right idea with their all day fifteen pack. Beer. You don't like all day. <laughs> all day, day is sucks. a good beer. Tastes like back grass. the fuck no, off. I don't. I don't like all day. All day, day licks taint. I like it. <clears throat> I will day. drink fifteen of them. <clears throat> you would. He has on multiple <laughs> <I did>. occasions. <laughs> that would be a challenge. I am down for. <laughs> <laughs> Who can finish the fifteen pack of session IPAs? Faster without <laughs> losing coordination. <laughs> Sounds like I'd a good lose. challenge. <laughs> I say we all do it after right. this. Let's do it. Let's go buy four fifteen racks. Going on. <laughs> only be like Who needs a homebrew hours. meeting tonight? Only like forty two hundred calories. I, I also am excited about the uh, the historical beer category has yes. expanded a bit. Miles um, will like that. Too. Yeah, uh, Goza is in there. Nice Kentucky Common. Uh, what's a Lichtenhainer? Uh, That's if, if you have to ask, you can't afford it. Really? Oh yeah, it, I, I caught the joke. I, yeah, it's, never, it's a joke. Jesus. But now I thought you legit no. knew what one was, <laughs> and I really wanted to know what it is. No. So I have no idea. Here we yeah, go, Google. Uh, London London Brown Ale, uh, Piwo Grodziski, uh, Pre Prohibition Lager, and Pre Prohibition Porter. You could tell us the second show, guys. Rocking I can't fucking talk. Sati. Sati. Hey, Sati's whale. Yeah. I don't know if I've ever had a sati. Dogfish sati was one of the first ancient ales that Miles and I had. Do you remember what glass we drank that out of? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. It was basically a fishbowl. It was with like a, wine a giant <laughs> like snifter that I bought that was a fishbowl. I think it fit all 25 ounces in it there. It did with space okay. to spare. So here I, I pulled up the return of Lichtenhainer. And it's like a 42 freaking page document. Just tell me what it is. So Westbrook Brewing Company, who I happen to fancy, actually made one. It's a smoked lager, I think. Really? I think. Interesting. Well, you know what? I'm going to do something. Smoked wheat ale. Huh. That's cool. 4.2%, 4 IBUs with a tart. So it's basically a goza, drop the salt, add smoked malt. That actually sounds really delightful. Yeah. A sour-smoked, low-gravity, historical German wheat beer. Huh. And you found that way faster. Beast. Well, I did something unthinkable, and I actually went down in the BJCP guidelines where they talk about it. <laughs> Inconceivable. <laughs> that's, that's ridiculous. Why would you do that? Uh, yeah, so... That's kind of our introduction to the BJCP guidelines. While that's happening, why don't we get a beer going around? We should have two of them, right? What we are we have, drinking? Okay, we you, have King Sue and Lightspeed, okay, right? You do that. Am I the only one who's like wondering what a P-Wool Godziski is? Hey, that was my next Google. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I got uh, it. I got where'd, it. where'd the King Sue go? Oh, it's in the fridge behind oh, Eric. Oh, okay. Uh, Hang on. Beer guy. That might be its own little segment, though. Oh, well, it will be. It'll be a segment within the segment. It, it's a lot of segments. 
All right. right. You find I the, the, the Piwo. Did it's you find the, the Piwo? Yeah. A low-gravity, high-carbonated, light-bodied ale combine, uh, combining an oak-smoked flavor with a clean hop bitterness. Highly sessionable. Is it like what's what's the origin of that? It seems like Italian or something. Uh, history developed as a unique style centuries ago in the Polish city of Grodzisk. Polish, yeah. huh? Pol- yes, Polish beer. Can Polish I eat beer. kielbasa while I drink it? Uh, yeah, you can have you can have one of these. That was and then really racist. What my statement? Kielbasa is delicious. Kielbasa is fantastic. You're putting that sticker on the Wait, on the cooler one. Yeah. Uh, Do you think we should start with light speed since this is like the pinnacle? You're right. We should probably start with and light maybe speed. try it next to your beer okay. or our beer. Oh yeah, yeah, we could do that. Oh, sad story. Go. Yeah. So light speed is Very cold. Scratch that. Reverse plans. Okay. <laughs> Never mind. We are going back to again. Second show of the day, guys. We've been drinking. I was just going to say that. <laughs> we'll be fine. That's Eric's mantra. Uh, <laughs> d- did, you, did you see the, uh, the new hop descriptions in here, guys? No. So they, they basically, instead of trying to say like all the different hop flavors in each beer, they, they broke hops out into a few different categories. And I'm trying to bring it up again here. I had it. I, I'm going to have to guess. Uh, hop terms. Uh, all right. So um, they have American hops, old world hops, new world hops, and Sazer type hops. What the heck is Sazer? Sazer type. Those are uh, the Saz yep, variety. Often called noble hops. Traditionally oh, among okay. the finest continental European brewing hops. Often have a lightly floral, spicy, or herbal character. Rarely brash and aggressive. Typically more subtle and elegant in nature. Um, I don't know about you guys. I really like this new uh, this new way of categorizing the hops because there's so many different kinds now. Absolutely. Well, it, it, honestly, it's kind of necessary. Well, and it's it's just gotten ridiculous. Like when you when you were talking about hop varieties, because how many different American hop varieties are there? Eighty. Something like that. Uh, a lot. Yeah. Uh, I would say seventy-five ish. And how many do you think you could uh, identify from taste and smell? I don't uh, know if 15. I've had even half of them yeah. to, to be able to So say. many of them are just like bittering hops or like flavoring hops. Like, oh. Does anybody else need any more? I don't know. Well, then I will uh, take some more. You want some King? I'll try some. <laughs> He's getting there. He's getting there. I don't think it's ever being released again uh, to distribution, so you might as well try it now. Really? Why not? Uh, it's taproom only over the next year, the the rest of this year. Oh, man, that is. And they just they just rocked another Citra contract for 2016, which it will see distro then. Okay. This so. it was bottled on Monday. No, Wednesday. 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 Or, Wednesday? Excuse me. Bottled Tuesday, uh, Monday and Tuesday. Got here Wednesday. Yeah. Purchased Friday. Um, John, Mine was purchased on Wednesday. John told me when he talked to me this morning that it was bottled on Monday. Oh, you're probably right then. Yeah. They only do one bottling run. That makes sense. <clears throat> so what can you guys tell me about this beer? It's an IPA. King Sue. It's a double <laughs> IPA clocking in at uh, 8% alcohol by volume. Mm-hmm. It is a single hopped IPA featuring Citra only. It is the big brother of their flagship, Pseudo Sue, which is a Citra American Pale Ale. Um, this is batch four. This is the first King Sioux that was brewed post uh, head brewer Mike Sabot leaving. Um, which is kind of a soft subject, but yeah, uh, say, you you know quite a bit about this. Brewery. It's a little. I was a big subject. fanboy. I was a yeah. big fanboy for a while. I mean, they were like we all were. they were like 
the brewery nationwide that if you, everybody wanted to trade If you for. want to listen to a really good interview uh, with Mike Sabo, please check out our podcast, The Department of Offense. We did one last uh, August. That's right. Prior to his departure. Prior to his departure. Uh, anyways, yeah, departure. so this is their first uh, brewed and distroed batch uh, since his departure, and I guess we can chit-chat about it now. Yeah. All right, uh, first thing I'm getting is just huge hop notes. Right oh, yeah. On the- do you get? I get like a ton of grapefruit. Yeah, oh, yeah. Grapefruit is just where the grapefruit batch is one insane on here. was grapefruit. orange juice and mango juice. This, it's melony. I, I get a little melon kind of quality in there. Maybe a hint, but that could be because of all of the watermelon wheat we've been <laughs> or I've been drinking today. I suppose. No, I mean, I guess... Um, the nose is not nearly as remarkable than the first couple times I've had it. Just saying. No, I, I get melony because it's more of a smoother kind of aroma instead of sharp like an actual grapefruit to me smells. That Okay. <clears throat> yeah, I see what you're saying. And everyone's nose is different, so that is something to I, keep in I mind. I am a unique individual is what he's saying. I get um, grapefruit rind, a slight bit of orange peel, <clears throat> and a load of like hoppy... Bitterness, if you will. This color is very bright pale, if that makes sense. Yeah, it, all, all of all of their <laughs> beers are almost, almost like fluorescent. It almost looks like a yeah. shandy. Yeah, taste wise, it tastes a little one dimensional to me. Dry. It is a single hop. I know. Double IPA with probably one or two malts. I know, but you can still make something. It a is very more. boring. I was downright angry when I had it last night. Oh, you are, you've already had this one? Yeah. Okay. Well, I had to research science, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I'm actually thrown off by how dry it is. I, I Don't get me wrong. I love the dryness because I'm me. But it's still, like, as as much as I like simple beers, this one almost, for, for how big it is, it seems too simple. For how hyped up it is mm-hmm. and how hard to get this is. I mean, three cases per store selling out most of them in minutes. Uh, I didn't have any trouble getting this. Well, because you live in River Falls. <laughs> I didn't have any trouble getting this either. Because you know somebody. <laughs> I know a guy I who knows really a guy who knows trouble guy. getting it either. But uh, I know there are a lot of beer geeks out there who you know knew this probably hit on Wednesday and yeah. waited until tomorrow to get it and yep. it's gone. Didn't you say somebody solicited you from Instagram? Oh yeah, some dude this? wanted some dude wanted to uh, buy it. Um, for an extremely absorbent price. I almost sent Carlos down to buy another bottle I should have. They're releasing another case today. I should... Yeah, he's spreading out the... 2 p.m. actually. We can... Oh, it's 2.30. We can all go get one. All right. Make 100 bucks each. It's definitely not worth $100. No, no. (laughs) Can you imagine getting this in the mail and be like, fuck? (laughs) I'd be really upset. I would rather do some sort of, yeah, I don't know. It's it's terrible. See, I think you'd probably taste what you paid for, almost like a psychosomatic kind of thing. Maybe. Like, oh, or a placebo but, would probably be uh, like, I, I used to, like, kill for toppling Goliath, mm-hmm. and since, well, I don't, I mean, I don't want to get into it too deep, but lately it's just been, they've, they've just been missing the mark slightly. Yeah. Like so, the first batch. Just to give you, I should pull up a picture. But the first batch of this beer. So this is already kind of cloudy. The first batch was like pulped orange juice. Like there was that much hot matter in there. 
it had a really significantly creamy body. This doesn't. This is dry, like Miles yeah. said. This is thin, do not get dry, it. bitter. And um, it, I mean, it, it was, was like drinking tropical orange juice. Well, and it, I, like that one was like sneaking up here in growlers and stuff. Yes. I, we were at. I think uh, I bought we a growler were, for forty bucks off a of dude yeah. off Craigslist. Well, and we were we were at we were at uh, Cave Fest. Oh yeah, and yeah, yeah. like there was a single growler of Sioux, and ever like I, f- I found the guy who had it, and I got some, and then I call Eric, and he's like, "Don't call anybody." I'm like, "Dude, it's okay." <laughs> I was drunk, per usual. I don't know. I I think it's slightly. It's. It, I think this is what we can expect from here on out. This is I probably so. the highest mark they're going to reach. I think it's really good. Don't take it I, away. I'll be, I'll be curious to, great uh, to taste the light speed. Yeah, um, because that's that's the one I had the most of, and I haven't had a post mic light speed yet. I've, ha- Do you I've like had it, Miles. I, I mean, it's it's an IPA. It's personally a little too dry for my personal taste. Uh, it makes the bitterness sit really harshly on my tongue. Right afterwards. at the end, yeah, yeah. Right at the end. Um, I'd never pay ten bucks a bottle for it. It's just not juicy. Like, no. Remember how explosively juicy and yeah. tropical Sue and Batch One King Sue were? It's just isn't that no. and I know the, the one thing we should bring up is how hops are a plant oh yeah no and they're they're and different they every year, year and year. people each crop that's used in brewing could be from a different you know hop farmer yeah. if you will mm-hmm. they could be different alpha acids they could be stored differently the, I think I think the them. word you're looking for is uh, the terroir of the hops there you go to, to, precisely to, to take Just a term the, from wine the inherent variability from year to year right yep. and I think that's what makes brewing level. a rock star IPA time and time and time well, and time and time again and that's why I think blended hops uh, like Falconer's Flight and stuff like that that are easier to get a uh, a more consistent beer out of. I agree. Um, and well, look at Stone. They took Enjoy By and made it the same every single damn time. Yeah. It's pretty impressive. God, it is Stone. By. It's fucking Stone, man. No, I think uh, I, I used to rate this in my top five double IPAs. It's not even close to Honestly, that. it's not Probably even a top in my top 25, 10. maybe. See, I'm Maybe. getting the roller coaster effect. Like it starts off real good and sweet, and then boom, just drops off into this See, bitterness. If I could take the aroma, back if I'm, I could take the aroma and put it on a better beer, that'd be awesome. If I could make it taste like it smells, slightly yeah. grassy. This isn't even a, a week said. old, and it's this grassy. Holy hell! I, I don't know if it's grassy. It's it's just that dry. It comes off as grassy. It's that vegetal grassy bitterness, that herbaceous note. That it's just. Well, if we were going to bring it back to the uh, BJCP style guidelines and classify it, let's read the description for the new description for double IPA. If I can find it, Miles, you might be faster at this. I uh, no, I, I have a qu- quick spot. Oh yeah, go for specialty. it. Um, is it under specialty? I'm on no, no, double no, no. IPA. I'm, I'm saying this okay. is where I was. Oh, okay, go for it. Who you? you. Okay, so an intensely hoppy. Fairly strong pale ale without the big, rich, complex maltiness and residual sweetness of a, and body of an American barley wine. Strongly hopped, but clean, dry, and lacking harshness. Drinkability is an important characteristic. This should not be heavy, a heavy sipping beer. You guys think this has the drinkability required for double IPA? It does all until the end. Yeah, it starts off. That When's way. the last time you tasted booze in this beer? Never. Never. Oh yeah, never. 
I I think it actually hits the mark pretty close. I, I think I I really think it does. Um, but yeah, like like Chad was saying, that that bitterness is just too much. So is, is this like the difference between a, a double and an imperial? You think? I think they're the well, same. They, they have. Uh, I think they split them up in this in these style guidelines. I, I think I've, they split up double and imperial. I I've That's always tried to like separate them in my mind before. I don't, see. They've I don't always like been the same to. To me, so I think an imperial to me is it would have a, more of that body. Well, I think an imperial has a lot more viscosity with alcohol yeah. and well, bitterness. I mean, you're looking at 115 plus IBUs. You're looking at 10 percent plus. You're looking at a bastardization of how much hops can we throw in this? How much alcohol can we throw in this? Well, no, okay. So I mean, do you like imperial IPAs? When when they're done right, Ugh. one of the things that's inherent to an IPA is balance, and you can do that on an imperial level. The biggest or the can you one, name like two that one do that well? Thing you throw that out the window. I was is, wrong. They did not split it apart this time. Not. Well, no. I I always try to in my mind, anyways. But uh, so and I I know we've talked about this before on the show, but just refresh me. What is what do you think your difference between an imperial and a double is? Um. The double has more of the drinkability. The imperial is like one and done. Okay. S- sort of concept. So Pal- like palette wrecker from yeah, Green Flash. Yeah. Is a that, hell of an imperial that IPA sort of that like, just just you get a bottle and you share it with two people. You're done. For you're the fatigued. Night. You don't want to drink anything else. Okay. It's so bitter, so hoppy, so boozy, so sweet. It's everything that's just off. But you say off. I mean, in in my head. A good one should still be balanced, but it's, well, I agree. It, I just don't think where we're at in American craft brewing, there many breweries do it well enough to call it balance per se. Yeah, I mean, if you no, can name true. five really well, excellent imperial IPAs, I'll we'll give you credit. Head, no, but even one, Happen Frog. I haven't had it, so I can't speak. To it. <laughs> no, I actually like that one. I had it a little bit aged. Hop so Heathen, or. What's that? Is that what it's called? Hop Heathen? I don't no, know. No, no, um, I don't, Well, part of it is I think even breweries themselves have Imperial and Double mixed up. Some some Imperial IPAs might be Double IPAs and some Double IPAs might be Imperial IPAs. What's nice about this one, though, is it does showcase the hops. I mean, yeah. You're not, you're not sitting here chewing on caramel crystal malts. You're or not sitting here. minute edition. Well, you know, you know that there's minimal crystal in this. If there's, no, there's not. If it's there's probably any. all Golden Promise. Yeah. Thing is, golden promise and how the hell do you get that color without? Uh, All right, or with caramel malt. No, uh, I, I guess one man, of the things to, promise, to take away from part what of this a, is what a thing, man. What it's, a malt. It's not the old pseudo, or it's not the old king suit. It's not. It's definitely not. No. But it still fits the category it claims to be. Really is it? Well. Is it a world class beer? No. No. What, it what's a better local made. double IPA? Local mm-hmm. double. Well, not local to Wisconsin. Um, That's better re- than this. Regional. Toe for toe. That oh regional that could go f- go. Sure. They could duke it out with this. Yeah. And a blind tasting test. And a blind tasting test. I don't know how many there are. Surly abrasive. Abrasive. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I I think abrasive. I might take a double bubble over this. No way. No, I, I might I'm like for drinkability. Kind of bubble. We'll, we'll have to have one tonight. And for I'll drinkability, revisit. I would take double bubble. Yeah. For personally. drink for just having for, more than a little bit of it. Yeah. Really? I mean, this the the bitterness on this lingers too long. Yeah. 
It's, it's, I don't want to say too complex, but it's too no, bitter. It's, well, it's, over it's simple. Over it's simple and bitter. The word I would use. What was that term that um, Mitch Steele from Stone talked about? Lupulin threshold. Oh yeah, shift. I need that's to go get it. my book. Yeah, I think it's that's it. Though. Threshold yeah. shift. That's Basically, what I was trying to you describe. Have too much bitter stuff. Well, you stop being able to taste the less bitter stuff. Sort well, of. and as hopheads, you you kind of crave the more bitter and the yeah. more brutal every time. I've got the exact opposite effect happen- happening now in my beer drinking. I want the more middle of the road offensive hoppy beers. Well, that's why you've this been... is too. This is seriously like this is about the maximum for uh, me. Well, that's why uh, at least for me, I've been gravitating more towards the session IPAs mm-hmm. because they fifty IBUs and under. Yeah. and Which, you, you way, still get all of those hops without w- that huge bitterness. Which, by the way, I don't know if we mentioned this on air. Uh, was surprisingly not a subcategory of the special. Not a subcategory. We, we, we did mention that, but yeah. Okay. No, I mean, I didn't know if that Everyone's was a brewing one. Under. That's it. We should bring some attention to session IPAs. Everyone's That's what we one. should brew next Surly's week. Surly's doing one. Okay, fine. We'll do it. Um, <laughs> but the thing is, is uh, there aren't that many great session IPAs. I really like the pawpaw citron melon. What was the Oscar um, Blues? I think I've had that. The Oscar Pinner. Blues Pinner is oh, very good. Not like Pinner. You didn't oh, like Pinner. That was awesome. What was wrong with Pinner? Simcoe. No, really, you I just don't like Simcoe. So here's the thing: I'm a tropical fruity IPA yeah. guy. If it doesn't have those notes, it sucks. I would I would like to have one with uh, one dimensional with, with the quote unquote New World hops. Like, give me a bunch of like New Zealand hops. Galaxy yeah. Nelson Citra Mosaic. Those are those are your hops. Even um. There's a melon hop that works really, really well. Even like throw some El Dorado in there. Oh, El Dorado is another great yeah. hop. See, uh, Equinox. But I love to go back to some sister. of the earthier ones. Like Pearl. I think it'd be fun to Pearl do a noble a hop, hop session IPA. Yes. You might as well just call it know, a bitter that's, then. That's, that's an English bitter. A German that, that bitter. That is exactly what an English bitter is, is like a session IPA that's hopped with you know either noble or One English One thing hops. I will say, the burps are good. <laughs> They're hey, all grapefruit. Good quality hop beer is a grapefruit burp, man. All right, uh, what? Well, what? Why don't you grab uh, the light speed out of the fridge? And while you're doing that, let's let's touch on uh, category twenty eight American Wild Ale, which is Ooh. one of our favorite styles. I, sorry, uh, before is we get it? there, there is one I thing really like I wanted American. to well, I'm point out. I'm a huge fan. I didn't know yeah. you liked them. There is one thing I wanted to point out that um, the BJCP pointed on in there little intro to the specialty IPA category. And that's just the fact that they want to differentiate India Pale Ale from the term IPA. Yeah, they... they I thought they, this is brilliant. They, they like it. They killed the idea... Like, well, first of all, that's false. Like, once the Mitch Steele book came out, every beer nerd worth their salt realized that India Pale Ale is a misnomer. Yeah. Because it's not like that's just not what it is. Those those beers never went to India. They were they were higher hopped versions of brown ales and stuff like that. Yeah. Were the original I guess India ales. Yeah. Uh, so IPA itself was was kind of a misnomer. So they've just taken the IPA and they've pulled it out, and it's its own style now, unattached from yeah, India Pale. Technically. I think at this point they're saying IPA, those three letters, when you see them next to each other, don't actually stand for anything anymore. They just mean hoppy beer. They they just literally mean hoppy beer now, and I think that's great. I think it's awesome. Yeah. Oh, for sure. It's it's brilliant. I love it. Yeah. How's it going over there? 
Sweet. That Sounds awesome. Uh, <laughs> excellent. Uh, so you said uh, hopping over to 28 now? Yeah, we're, I'm, I, well, I'm, I'm here. So let's... We're gonna, <laughs> sorry. Handing light beer. speed across like a yeah. seven-foot table. We're we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna bounce around these guidelines a little bit Do you and just have touch a on them. Second class for your ears to compare it. Um, I we, we can go deal. get some, but eh eh eh. We can just try so it back lazy. to back. We'll be fine. All right. Anyway, uh, so the name American Wild Ale is common use by craft brewers and home brewers. However, the word wild does not imply that these beers are necessarily spontaneously fermented. Rather, it indicates that they are influenced by microbes other than traditional brewers' yeast. This category is intended for a wide range of beers that do not fit traditional European sour or wild styles. All of these styles in this category are essentially specialty beers where many creative interpretations are possible, and the styles are defined only by the use of specific fermentation profiles and ingredients. As specialty styles, the mandatory description provided by the entrant is of the utmost importance to the judge. Uh, throughout this category, Brett is used as an abbreviation for Brettomyces. This term is... Uh, this is the term most craft brewers and home brewers use in conversation, if not in formal communications. So yeah, uh, the the subcategories of this one you have Brett beer, which who doesn't? Uh, then mixed fermentation sour beer. We should note that there are like fifteen to twenty to thirty possible strains of Brett. Yes. So yeah, th- those are the two uh, big subcategories uh, in in American wild ale. And then there's wild specialty. Which oh yeah, I think, yep, yep. I think wild, wild specialty. specialty is probably my favorite. Really? Why? Oak aged, wood aged, wood aged. So it's your it's your American wild ales thrown in a wine barrel, adds unbelievably a lot of character. I almost think like a uh, wild saison should be in this category too. Yo, know, because that, I mean, you're pretty much your base beer every single time. Well, no, I, a wild saison is gonna be you're just Brett beer, like a Brett Could saison. Um, though I will say a good Brett blonde, I w- I love. Oh yeah, we should. Just do those. <laughs> Just those all the time. Love them. Brett blondes. Well, they're they're you know they're they're low alcohol, good funk, just tropical. If you use trois, yeah. And I actually there's a, quite the argument about Britannomyces bruxellensis trois. I forget the yeast number. Uh, is actually really mainly dominantly a uh, Saccharomyces as the primary yeast component. Really? Yeah. Uh oh! You'd have to read. There's a there's a paper. Yeah, on it. I will. Interesting. So, I mean, what you love these wild ales, like, but too what, much. Well, what do you think? Uh, what do you think we needed a spe- a separate category for American wild versus sour? Yes. Why? Uh, so an American. Well, maybe not. Um. Yes, because so many. Sour beers, as a broad category term, stem from overseas Belgian beers. Your Guza, your Lambic, your Creeks, your Flanders Reds, those are all made in Belgium, right? Like, that's mm-hmm. where they originated. Yep. And then American craft brewers have taken their own, like, twang and put it into sour beer. Like, for example, Funk Factory. Yep. Levi. Funny thing I learned about him the other day. He doesn't brew beer. He just gets wort and blends it, funks it up, funks it up, and bottles it. Interesting. And he does a fantastic job. Some of his stuff is better. Than I, don't, can- I don't think I've had any better of his than Cantillon. The Frambois is better than Cantillon. Not even kidding. Next time you get some of his stuff, you gotta let me know. We'll so just we can, go yeah. and get it. But uh, I think there's this like 
American drive to create Lambic in America. And that, that's where American Wild Ales come in. Because yep. the whole term of Lambic is uh, a, uh, what's the term, Miles, the fermentation? The turbid mash? It's, yeah. It, and the spontaneous, fer- yep. combined with the spontaneous fermentation and then resting in oak for a year or two years. Well, I, I listened That's to, Lambic. I, I listened to an interview the other day uh, on a podcast called The Sour Hour. Mm. And they had a, um, it was a panel. It was Vinny from Russian River. It was the guy from Cantillon. Um, Gene and, Van. Yeah. yeah I know yeah. who you're talking about. Um, and then a couple of other American sour guys. And Vinny and Cantillon, they were saying that... Allagash, Lam- probably. Uh, yeah, Allagash was there. Uh, but anyway, they were saying that Lambics could not be made in America. They can only be made in in Belgium. I kind of think that's bullshit. Well, no, no. Spontaneous fermented beers can be made in America. Right. But, but the, the, true, the but true Lambic, Lambic is, Belgian, is only. Belgian only. Because... It's the microbes in the air yep. that ferment the beer in the cool ship. Yep. And in America, the microbes in the air are completely are different. different. And, di- and it's regionally. It's, you know, um, uh, Oso and Levi, Funk Factory, which he's opening in Madison, which mm-hmm. we should go visit. Uh, he has his own cool ship. He spontaneously ferments. Uh, cent- uh, not Central Waters. New Glarus does. Yep. Uh, Penrose in Chicago. Yeah. There's a lot of these breweries trying to make Lambic. Well, and these guys are they're they're all kind of in the same like Great Lakes area, and so they're going right. to be like it's kind of the same microbes, but so but their their spontaneously fermented beer is going to be different than Russian Rivers on the West Coast. Absolutely. Or Allegheny. Beatification. And, yep. This is not. Yeah. Uh all right, so that's uh, that's kind of enough about sour. Sour could take up an entire episode, it could and take it has up a weeks worth well, of episodes. It has taken up a couple of episodes, and we're going to do a few more on sours, cool. especially once we start brewing some more. Because I know that's down. I've the got road. a ton to bottle in my basement, right? Like fifteen I, oh, or twenty gallons. I have to point this one out because it actually excites me. I just noticed they added a category for wheat wine. Hey, Miles hey. loves twenty-two D. Hey, should we go buy that whiskey barrel and throw a wheat wine in Absolutely. there? Absolutely. The I'm burn, the I'm burn right. wheat whiskey let's, barrel. Let's talk about uh, the beer in front of us that we poured. Yeah. The uh, so this speed. this is this is Lightspeed. Uh, this used to be my favorite go to TG uh, and or American Pale Ale IPA. Yep. Yeah, I, so I love a, this it's beer. A, it's a it's a not a single hop, but it, I believe it's not. It's two hops. It's Falconer's Flight and Millennium. Right. Uh, and then the malt bill there. is most pale and um, Golden Promise. Yep. With American uh, ale, yeah, and I that the hop combination and the malt bill was fantastic, and we did our damnedest to clone it, and I think we I came really think close. We actually succeeded the quality yes. of the spear, and I will. Which you don't do clone. I, I will often. end up putting that official recipe up as soon as I get our new website up. So it's going to be another month or two, guys. But you're going to get a bunch of homebrew recipes from us in the future. Yes. So just hold on to that. But right now, let's let's try this one. Eric, you're making a face over there. Let's talk about that. Well, face. Um, nose is okay. Nose is not as orangey it's as not it as usually is. Juicy as I remember. Right, well, no TG beers are as juicy as they used to be. <laughs> um, there it is. They're not. <laughs> um, taste wise, though, the the body's on point. It's really bitter, and not it much is. else. It's overly bitter. It teases you with the the orangey. Like that almost dreamsicle melon, melon but yeah. note, but it it finishes just like King Sue did. Overly harsh, overly bitter, and slightly fusel alcohol. 
and a little bit like grainy, like soggy breadish. Like, I, I I don't get this. Uh, the I don't get any few. Well, hang on. I'm not getting swallow it quick. I got I, from Sue. What bugs me is that it starts right. off like when it's literally sitting <clears throat> in your mouth, it's like really juicy. But as soon as you is swallow, it? that's gone. Uh, see, I don't get the juicy. It's like notes. an immediate transfer. Chad, I want your <laughs> take on this beer. See, Unbiased. Me, like it starts off like it would be juicy. I would call it like a tease, pretty much. Yeah. Like you get it in the nose a little bit, and you get it when you first start it, but at the end. It's just gone, and it's not nearly as dry as the last one, but it, it still just doesn't doesn't quite deliver. It doesn't close for me. It's yeah. like a really good way, movie with a really shitty it ending, it, but it doesn't close. I've seen too many. What I wanted. This is the Interstellar of beers. Hey, fuck! <laughs> I like. I, really, I don't. I don't know if I agree with that one. Hey, I really no. Like okay. Well, all right. The first. The first part of Interstellar was awesome. And Idea. The ending I'm was, blending uh, them. Oh, uh, not. Try it. I did that with the red and the uh, the homebrew we just had. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh. It wasn't oh. horrible. Is it kicked? It really wasn't. I think so. Oh, no. Rebrew. No. Oh. It's okay. It lasted way longer than I thought it would. <laughs> <laughs> That's what she said. That was good. All right. Toss it head here. I got to try this. Okay. So. No, the, the comment was over. good. But <laughs> go for it. Over Overall. Of uh, the, I guess this episode we're gonna end on TG beers, not slightly overrated, were. but they used to be really good. One thing is I will say they are bottling quads of Sue and Dorothy. Just tossing that out there, and then they are canning it in Florida via Brew Hub. See that and sending one, it back to Iowa. Hey, four pack of Sue for nine ninety nine in cans. I'll if try it, it. If it's close, if it's I'll close, take I'll it. take it. I'll take it. But oh, Todd the Axeman's being canned, so fuck Sue. <laughs> I wasn't a huge fan of Todd the Axeman, but that's an off. I think you had an off batch. I, that's an off, uh, off, off air conversation. Air conversation. Yeah. Man, two episodes in a row. Good idea. Right? <laughs> yeah, right. we're really on point. Yep. Uh, and BJC Peak Islands. Uh, first glance, 2015, what do you guys think? Uh, you know, I'm actually really stoked. They seem to just be trying to define the things that we're, like, actually setting out to do. Uh, for example, so many people are doing these specialty IPAs. They're like, let's give them a name. Let's give them a definition. Let's do that. Let's give them a backbone Wheat to work wine, with. Historical beers. They're just on it. They're like... Yeah. It, it's, re- it's refreshing to see it, that... Sorry. Keep going. No, go ahead. It's refreshing to see that they're keeping up with the pace of change with all the different varieties that are becoming much more popular. Do you guys think this will improve the competition scene? Definitely. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I'm, absolutely, because I think in just so many ways it gives more structure and it, it's easier to have a definition to what you're looking at. Well, it, it gives brewers and small brewers, like like even Rush River, you know, they had a porter, they had a pale ale, they had an IPA, they had a double IPA, they had an amber, they had all these really broad, generic styles, and now they have a backbone of guidelines if they weren't a well-versed, you know, brewer who could brew 50 different styles really, really well to maybe go and try new things. Mm-hmm. And they have they have something on paper that they can kind of 
work from A to B to C and produce a great product, hopefully. Well, here's one for you. Coming from a guy who's actually judged the Divine Liquors Homebrew Competitions as well as the Border Battle Beer Competitions. Hey, I've done that Divine Wisconsin. one. <laughs> you wanted um, to. Not trying, the one I judged. <laughs> like, trying to sit a d- these different types of IPAs, you know, for today's example, next to each other and say why one is better than another is really difficult and in many ways just an unfair question. Well, and that's why you have multiple judges. And I think the other thing, um, too, is... BJCP at- really uh, forces or focuses on the table judging. Yeah. So everyone's tasting the Blind. same beer. Yep. Yeah. Well, and look at, look at some beers in, in the world, and you see the awards they've won at major beer festivals, and you're like, how? This beer fucking blows. But you got to keep in mind how many judges have tasted this beer... What is their background? What is their personal preference? What are they biased to? And whenever you're tasting a beer, I I figure I will never hate a beer on the first taste. It's always the second or the third. Because the first one could be a bad batch. Always give them the the benefit of the doubt. Always buy a beer twice, not just once. Yeah, and that's another thing to consider is that you're not tasting the beer that they're tasting when they're judging it. Yeah, right. You don't know when it was packaged. Exactly. You don't know if it was how far it's traveled, if it's been cold the entire time, if it got stuck on a container ship somewhere. Not just this, but if you just sit back and listen to what we talked about for King Sue, we're like, well, this is weird. It's it's too bitter. I don't like it. It's way not juicy. And then we compare it to the guidelines. It fits spot on. Yep. And it's like, well, if you have to ask the question, well, you, do we you like- have well, you have a room full of different uh, personal preferences. It's like uh, if you listen to the homebrew tasting last episode, there were a myriad of different opinions on it. Yeah, and it's like, I mean, well, even like these beers here, they're just it's like, well, I mean, you have four people in a room; everyone's gonna have a different take on the beer. I, I guess my they're I, gonna agree on the broad strokes. It's nice, but it's the it, small it's ones. a nice um, for me. Like I'm really. Sometimes biased to these fruitier, tropical IPAs, pale ales, double IPAs. It's nice to hear like you guys pointing out the things I would normally neglect because I'm so infatuated with the beginning of the beer that I don't consider the whole beer, and that's an inherent flaw for me in beer tasting. Well, and that's is I get so excited about the aroma and the initial taste that I overrate things because the freaking end sucks. Like well, King Sue's end is terrible. I have a theory that newer beer drinkers are are better at viewing the overall beer totally. than than like veteran beer drink like totally. people well, and who like dive into the beer and taste the beer and brewers beer drinkers who have not had it ever yeah their opinion is very valid to me they're way more valid than people who are working off nostalgia yeah yeah totally nostalgia. well I mean one of the things that I find myself sometimes is I'll get a new beer I'll go home I'll crack into it and then I'll find that I'm two beers in. And I haven't actually stopped to think about why I like this beer. Right. You just, just drink so for the sake of drinking. Beers. Well, totally. it's not that I drink for the sake of drinking. You just, just like that. the beer, but you haven't thought about well, why you like it. Shell's Hefeweizen the other I day. I just know that. Shell's I drink have. a fucking six-pack of that beer after beer without a thought. Crack, boom, down. Crack, boom, down. I mean, didn't even get drunk because it's 4%. <laughs> that is an awesome beer. That is the pinnacle of Hefeweizen in the Midwest. I know, but you get so but used But you don't to think like, about it when you're just going beer after beer. It's so easy to just like so many things that you forget True. why you like them. Yeah. And just stop and take flavor. a sip back and be like, I like this. Amen. It's a good spot point. to wrap good up. Good closing point. Good closing point.
All right, guys. Thank you for uh, tuning in and listening. If you'd like to support us, head on over to patreon.com slash Studios, or head on over to blindnewsstudios.com and click on the Become a Patron link at the bottom of the homepage. Patreon is like a recurring tip jar, uh, except you get a little something in return. So even a buck a month helps us keep the lights on and to keep us bringing you great content. Uh, or if you're going to do any Amazon shopping, head on over to Am- or, uh, blindnewsstudios.com and click on the Amazon link at the bottom of the homepage. Do your regular Amazon shopping. We get a bit of a kickback. Helps us out. You're doing the thing. It's all great. Uh, if you have any questions, comments, show ideas, or what have you, go ahead and shoot us an email at feedback at blindnewsstudios.com. Or you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash blindnewsstudios. You can follow us on Twitter at blind underscore ninja. And I'll, and I'll see, see you guys next week. week.